Off the draw, near point, Jake Gardner. He'll cradle the puck. His shot tipped right on. Saros gets across a couple of times. Another chance. They score! Jordan Stahl out in front. Justin Williams from in back of the goal. 16.37 left to go in the opening period. Carolina off and running. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast Morning After Edition. Adam Gold with you will be joined by Corey Lavalette of the North State Journal in just a little bit. Before we get to everything, a reminder, subscribe download it, give us a five-star rating. Maybe I'll throw you something uh, fun. I have nothing fun, but I'll throw you something. All right, Uh, so much to talk about tonight in what was, in my estimation, the best start-to-finish performance of the season. And that's with understanding that Nashville played a very good and very desperate third period. Once Carolina got up 4-1, uh, they did tilt the ice in front of Peter Morozik, but Morozik was as big a story as anything that happened in this game. But this is the way it's supposed to look, and that's what Rod Brindamore uh, will talk about in the post game. We're recording this before the post game even started, but I can anticipate what Carolina did tonight in Nashville is the recipe for how they need to play for the rest of the season. The trick is, they're not really built to play that way on a consistent basis, but whatever happened, be it moms on the trip, uh, be it whatever they ate last night, maybe they went to Top Golf. I don't know. All I know is this. Carolina was great tonight. Their first two periods, the first 40 minutes, the best 40 minutes, I, th- I think I have seen them play. Best first 40 minutes all year long. Support scoring, check. Nino Niederreiter scores a goal. Jordan Stahl scores a goal. Forecheck, incredible, especially in the first two periods. They played behind Nashville's defense a lot. Great sticks, controlled the neutral zone, goaltending. Mrazek was outstanding tonight. I think there were the only blemish really on Mrazek's part was a fluttering puck that uh, he should have caught. Uh, like it would have been a, just a simple fair catch, as John Forsen always calls it. Uh, but if for somehow it didn't go in his glove, John talked about it, went through the webbing. Uh, no, I just missed it. Uh, very Scott Darling-ish, but we're going to throw that away because Morazic was great tonight. And this is the Peter Morazic, for the most part, that we saw in the last 15 games a year ago. It's the Peter Morazic we'll need to see if the Hurricanes are going to make a playoff push and go anywhere in the playoffs. It was a tremendous, tremendous game for Carolina. So let's uh, let's look at a bunch of things here. Uh, it starts early, three twenty-three in. Uh, Jordan Stahl gets a rebound goal. Actually, it wasn't a rebound goal. It was a great pass from uh, from Justin Williams. Uh, shot from the point gets through. Fogel gets a stick on it. Uh, the rebound comes over to Justin Williams. I don't understand how Williams didn't score there. It's a great save, I guess, by uh, by UC Soros. Uh, but Williams ends up collecting the rebound behind the net, and the rest is up to the captain. Off the draw, near point, Jake Gardner. He'll cradle the puck. His shot tipped right on. Soros gets across a couple of times. Another chance. They score! Jordan Stahl out in front. 
Justin Williams from in back of the goal. 16-37 left to go in the opening period. Carolina off and running. Carolina didn't score anymore in the first period. They had plenty of opportunities, and it went on with Alec Campbell on the first intermission on the radio. Uh, and we were talking about some overpassing in the first period, and there were chances. Uh, Martin Natchez, who played a wonderful game tonight, had an opportunity to shoot the puck, uh, made an extra pass, wasn't necessarily the right pass, didn't get through, no shot on goal. Uh, there was uh, same thing, Brett Pesci, Tavo Teravine, all did it. And that's fine. I mean, this team is looking to make plays, and that's good. Uh, they passed up some shot attempts, and they had a ton of rebound chances tonight. And this is maybe the type of a game you want to see. Shoot the puck. Go get it. Uh, I go back to the Arizona game, which was turned around on, if I could use a basketball term, offensive rebound goals. Uh, so we move ahead to the uh, to the second period, and this is three minutes after a controversial goal that was allowed. It should have been goaltender interference. Don't know why they reviewed it and didn't wave the goal off, but they didn't. Uh, so three minutes after a controversial goal, right off the draw on the power play, it's Andrei Svechnikov. Uh, rattling it in. Kyle Turris in the box. The Canes have their first Powerball power play of the night. They are number 11 overall. Svechnikov scores and rolls around. Andre Svechnikov has points in eight consecutive games. The Canes answer back on the power play. 16-15 left in the second. 2-1 Carolina. I mean, right off the draw, Williams makes a great anticipation play. Um... Because actually, Carolina didn't win the faceoff. Nashville won it. They're bringing it around. Uh, and uh, Williams cut off the pass, the little feathered pass to Svechnikov coming forward. Uh, and just inside the far post off the right wing. It was a, a tremendous wrist shot. And it's 2 1. Uh, a quick answer to really uh, a terrible call and a bad goal. Uh, and then. Uh, about four and a half minutes later, Nino Niederreiter uh, was there in the right place at the right time. I do believe I'm anticipating the great one, John Forslund. Justin Williams had the only assist on the goal by Svechnikov. He has two points tonight. Off the draw, far circle. Natchez, cross ice, Edmondson, a one-timer, zings wide. Partial tip by Nino Niederreiter out in front. Natchez comes calling. With three defenders, they score! Nino Niederreiter! at the right time as they power one to the house. And with 11.58 left to go in the second period, Carolina has a 3-1 to one lead. Just tremendous puck pressure there for Carolina, and that line was great tonight. The Hall and Natchez Niederreiter line was dynamite. It was really good early and didn't score. Uh, but in that particular play, I mean, they got pucks in deep. Natchez ends up recovering the puck uh, as the high forward there, and he keeps the play in. Uh, shot gets through. Edmondson, a one-timer, uh, goes just wide, I believe, or it might have been uh, you know, kicked into the corner by Soros. But because Carolina was so all over the place tonight, they were first to every puck. Uh, and ultimately, Halla, Natchez, Niederreiter picks up the rebound. Was I don't know if that was uh, that necessarily was a shot by Natchez, uh, but uh, he carried the puck into the right to the top of the crease, and it just squirts over to Nino, who puts it in. So big goal as Carolina now has a two-goal lead, and you could tell they keep pushing here. They didn't get another one, but again, I mean, that second period was actually better than the first period, and the first period 
was great. So Carolina doesn't start the third necessarily great. Uh, first couple of minutes seemed like it was spent mostly in front of Mrazek. Uh, but ultimately, it's Sebastian Ajo extending his own point scoring streak. Remember, Svechnikov had extended his point scoring streak to eight. Ajo says, I got you two better. Trevor Van Riemsdyk off the far boards. Laid out by Terrapina for Svechnikov. A cut on Yossi. Springs Ajo right in just wide of the far post. Beautiful combination work. Van Riemsdyk fumbled by Soros. Recovery. Then he can't get the last one. Sebastian Ajo with a cash in. 15-27 left. Hey, hey, what do you say? 4-1 Carolina. Here's the thing about uh, Ajo, Teravainen, and Svechnikov. They're getting better and better. I mean, they were good in the first period, but I thought they were Carolina's third best line. But they took the game over. I thought they were dynamite again tonight. Uh, And this is, I don't know how many games in a row since the Arizona game where they've been, uh, at times, Carolina's only good line. Uh, Tonight, they were, as it turns out, by the end of the game, probably the best of Carolina's four lines, but Carolina, I mean, there were no passengers tonight. Uh, and this is the kind of game they need to uh, to pursue a playoff spot and a quick check of the standings. And we'll talk about this with Corey Lavalette of North State Journal. Philadelphia, 73 points. They were a winner over Columbus tonight, a big win over Columbus, 5-1. Uh, Islanders were idle. Carolina, Columbus, and the Islanders all have 72 points. They are in a three-way tie for the two wild card spots. Uh, The Islanders have one game in hand over Carolina. Carolina has two games in hand over Columbus, uh, but the uh, the Hurricanes have the edge in regulation wins. Again, uh, and we're going to talk about this in just a second with Corey Lavalette, I can't recall the Hurricanes playing a better first 40 minutes. I can't. So uh, with all of that said, Corey Lavalette will join us in a sec. As we bring in Corey Lavalette, North State Journal, you can follow him on Twitter at Corey Love. He has the hockey name uh, right now on this podcast because I don't. All right. Before we, uh, before we go down the checklist, I'll just start with this. Broad brush it. Can you recall a better first 40 minutes that this team has played this year? No, this was reminiscent of last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Just the way the – it wasn't even so much the uh, – the offensive, the, the way they played offensively, but the way they got the puck out of their own to end quickly, uh, the defensemen quickly just uh, moving the puck up and letting the, the forwards do what they need to do. Uh, really top to bottom, amazing performance. Yeah, like, and it. I also think they got good support from the forwards. They were, there was somebody to help out, help relieve pressure when there was pressure. Uh, and then Nino said it, I guess it was after the second period, and I thought this was evident all night. I thought it was evident from the first shift of the Holland-Natchez-Niederreiter line is that they played behind uh, Nashville's defense a lot tonight. I mean, uh, Williams gets the puck out to stall. He was behind the defense. Williams gets the puck on the power play out to Svechnikov. He was behind the defense. Uh, Holland and Niederreiter were below the, uh, below the goal line uh, on the play that eventually ended up being Niederreiter's goal. I mean, they, this, again, it, it, it did look a lot like last year. And I mean, I understand why we haven't seen it, 
Uh, but I'm sure Rod Brindamore wants to uh, show that on the plane on the way home. And let's be totally clear, that's a really, really good defense, too. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, when you, you heard the arguments last year about who had, you know, the best defense in the league, it was often Carolina and and Nashville. Um, so that, I mean, they're stacked, you know, top to bottom. Obviously, Yossi's an incredible talent, but it's not just him. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you talked about the, uh, you know, the forwards getting back and helping. I mean, Natchez had two plays that to me just illustrate what he can be for the next 10 years. You know, he, he back back checks once and makes a play in the slot to, to, to stop a scoring chance. Doesn't even just stop it, but just picks the puck away and skates away. Yeah. Uh, and then he negates that icing by closing on, I, I, don't, I don't even remember which player he was closing on, but I mean, he closed that gap in three strides. Yeah. Um, just, uh, uh, you know, and he's not, obviously he's not the, standout defensive forward on the team or anything but when you're getting that kind of effort out of a 20 year old guy who's still finding his way in the nhl um i'm sure it drags a lot of guys into the fight yeah it was interesting you bring up the uh and and i remember both plays distinct distinctively because i thought i again uh i one one of the things i had written down or i think it was nature's most complete game of the season uh and he did not score a goal he did get on the score sheet with an assist but he didn't score but i i mean to me this was his best game and um, but that the, the negating the icing was that was a situation where Carolina was like, we're going to ice the puck because we just need to get it out of the zone. And they were willing to accept the icing uh, just to relieve the pressure. And I, I saw Natchez and I just uh, I, I tweeted out, I mean, who shot Natchez out of a cannon? I mean, that that was like I, I mean, it was like uh, Usain Bolt. He was absolutely flying um i uh yeah, so. I, I i had tweeted out that it reminded me of uh of playing tecmo bowl in the house <laughs> the defensive player runs you down your, your buddy joe will appreciate yes. this reference no i but, saw uh, that it was right you're you right know, only there's no zigzag running away to, <laughs> to get into the end zone he i mean he was it was uh it's something else i hope that the nhl learns from the nba's success this weekend and really just gets the best guys in their all-star skills competition uh, because that's a guy who I think you have to find a way to get him into some kind of fastest skater contest. <laughs> My gosh. He, I mean, he is breathtaking to watch skate. There is absolutely no question about it. All right. So I went through a checklist of uh, stuff and Corey Lavalette, North state journal is here. Um, support scoring check. So let's, we're just, before we move on, um, I thought the hollow line was, exceptional tonight um it just looked to me like eric was probably faster than he has been in a while i might be imagining it he just looked fast tonight uh so what did you see from that group from the first shift i think right after the first shift they were out there i i tweeted out that that was a great shift by that line mm -hmm. you can tell pretty much right from the get-go they were engaged uh you know, I, I kind of wonder if a lot of this resurgence from Eric is about playing with Nino again. I mean, he, you know, they played a lot together when they were in Minnesota. Um, you know, Nino referenced it uh, mm -hmm. a while back saying, you know, they probably played 200 games together. Um, I wonder if that's part of it. And, you know, he also has the chemistry with Marty. Uh, Marty Natchez haven't played together pretty much all season. So, um, you know, I thought... I thought they were great. I mean, Nino could have could have scored three tonight. He had two yeah. early in the game that he didn't put in. 
um, or one one that he he shot wide, one that he just couldn't get a handle on, uh, and doing it at the place they need him to do it, which is within four feet of the net. Um, and like we said, Natchez was fantastic, and Hollow looked he looked great. I mean, they uh, one thing I said during the game was this team just went from a one line team to a three line team. Now the fourth line. Uh, there's there's still I think there's still something to be had there where they have to figure some things out but um the top three I mean if you have three lines that are rolling like that where I mean if if the Jordan Stahl line can score once a night um you know you're set (laughs) I'm gonna get to the Stahl uh line in a second because I do think that was the underlying story of this um the the fourth line wasn't necessarily great but I thought the fourth line did what it was supposed to do um, it was bothersome. They didn't get they they certainly didn't get dominated uh, by anything Nashville threw out there. I thought Walmart played his best game in a while. I thought his game had really taken a dip over the last few weeks. Um, but McGinn was a kind of a, a pest. You know, Ryan is still trying to find his game, and it's unfortunate he's right now on a fourth line. Um, but you're 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 not playing with a traditional fourth line center. Uh, so he and Walmart. I mean, there's a chance to take advantage of some of the lesser teams, maybe uh, when they get uh, when they get on the ice. What do you think the psychological uh, impact is, Jordan of Jordan Stahl scoring, and then we'll get to the other guy, other old guy on that line. Yeah, I mean, I know that it's it's easy to to take Jordan down a peg or two because he doesn't score a whole lot and. He's the first one to admit he doesn't have the softest hands in the league. Uh, we've talked, I don't know how many times we've talked about this, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, he's not shy to admit, you know, like that he's not, he knows he's not a goal scorer. Uh, but you can tell when he gets one, uh, it fires the big man up. And he's, I mean, he's a handful every night, no matter what. But when he's really feeling it like he was tonight, uh, and, and the beautiful part of it is he's not your first line center in this scenario you're coming up over the top with him and you're just sicking him on the other team's best forwards and it's you know especially when you're when you miss you know you're missing Dougie and while Dougie's not by any means a shut down defender just the fact that Dougie contributes so much offensively you know it's the whole idea of what Corsi and puck possession Mm -hmm. is is, you know when he's out there they're in the other end of the ice because that's what he does uh when you get that offensive contribution out of Jordan, it's just, you know, that extra scoop of gravy on top. And he, uh, he looked, I thought he looked really good tonight. He was, you know, the penalty kill. It it wasn't like a get the puck, throw it out every, you know, every time they set up kind of thing, but they had to kind of buckle down and block shots, you know, table blocked a shot. Uh, Yes, he did. (laughs) Um, you know, you had they had to buckle down and and really kill those penalties. It wasn't like a easy kill any of the times. And he, I mean, defense aside, Jordan's the guy that you know stirs the drink on on the PK just because his wingspan and his size takes up so much space. And uh, like I said, if you, if you're getting goals from him too, all the better. All right, now let's get to the other old guy. Um, I talked to jo- uh, to Justin Williams yesterday. And um, he felt like his game was close. Well, I guess he knows because the the passes that he made tonight. I still don't know how he didn't score the first goal. 
that must have been a phenomenal save by Soros uh, to stop Williams, or maybe I don't, because I don't think he missed the net uh, from there. But the pass to stall, and then the uh, the anticipation on the uh, the power play goal to get there, intercept it, and feed Federer pass to Svechnikov. This was more of the Williams that. Uh, not only that we need to see, but that we saw in the second half last year. Yeah, I mean, let's be totally blunt. He has not been great. Um, that's that's not that's not blunt enough to be honest. The the last five or six games, he's you know he, he's uh, looked half a step slow. He's looked like you know he didn't quite have a handle on the puck, and then uh, he gets the puck tonight and he starts you know he gets up against the boards and he cuts back and forth and he takes away the disadvantage he has by being a step slower than he was 10 years ago. Uh, and then he's 10 years wiser on yeah. top of it. And you see it on, on, you know, on the Svechnikov, Svechnikov goal more than anything where, like you said, he anticipates that pass. And then he's like, all right, who's the best shooter uh, within 500 miles and puts it right on his tape. And, <laughs> I mean, Svechnikov just buries that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And I mean, him playing with Jordan, I think, is going to pull Jordan along. They talked about this a little bit on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll pull Jordan along. And, you know, Fogel gives you enough of that kind of – I hate to keep calling him a puppy dog, but that's what he reminds me of. Um, <laughs> He's a great you know, Dane puppy. He gives you that kind of, you know, 16-week-old – puppy energy where he just you know you unleash him for 45 seconds and Mm -hmm. he runs around like a crazy person (laughs) uh and he's got two trainers to keep him in line but you know it it keeps them smiling kind of thing right uh so i god if you can get it like i said if you can get to three lines really having one quality scoring chance every period and i mean that top line is going to get more than that anyway um you've gone a long way toward figuring things out i think uh yeah and actually i thought the uh the top line like in the in the first period i thought the hollow line uh was their best line uh followed maybe by stall and then aho teravon and svechnikov and i don't think they were bad uh but as the game wore on i thought the uh you know the two fins and svetch just kind of imposed their will on the game there were there were many opportunities i mean it was only a 4-1 game. I mean, this game could have been much more one-sided in terms of a score. Uh, Carolina through through 40 minutes. I mean, the uh, the possession numbers uh, according to natural stat trick. And sometimes I don't understand what they're seeing, um, but it looked very much like a one-sided game through uh, through 40 minutes. All right, let's uh, let's go on to goaltending. And before we get to Peter Morazic, uh, do you know what goaltender interference is? I look, yeah, everyone always makes the spinning wheel joke, and I think that's the best thing you can do. I, I, it wasn't one of the more blatant, you know, I'm running into the goalie ones, but, you know, at some point we have to say if the guy is, you know, if he's the aggressor and trying to get to the paint, and I mean, what's Trevor supposed to do there? He's, he can't fall back onto Morazic, so right. he's just kind of holding his ground. Um, you know, if you're not allowed to give that guy a cross check in the back anymore, I don't know what else you can do. It's, uh, you know, it, thankfully for them, it doesn't cost them anything right. uh, other than other than Rod's perfect record. 
uh, on the <laughs> challenges. Um, so, so what what's your best what's your best explanation for why they didn't overturn the goal? I just think it was a there wasn't any kind of impeding contact. You know, I haven't gone and, and read the you know, they shoot that email out the second right. that they make a decision. I haven't even read it yet, but I mean, my best guess is that they just said, well, he, you know, he didn't have a skate in his pads. He didn't have a uh, stick impeding him, so he should be able to move. And when in reality, when all of that space is taken up in the area that belongs to the goalie, mm-hmm. uh, you know, goalies make their money moving side to side and it, you can't do it if there's no place to push off. of. You remember last uh, year in I think it was at New Jersey. Right before the end of the season, no, it wasn't it was no, it was two years ago in New Jersey. It's an afternoon game, and Williams on the top of the crease. He had like half a skate in the crease, and they waved off a goal. There really wasn't contact between Williams and the goaltender. I just thought if you were there, I mean, to me, mm-hmm. it's goaltender interference. And he was he had both skates firmly in the in the middle of the uh, of the blue paint, as somebody used to say. Um, yep. uh, Eric Cole texted me. I was going back and forth with Matt. That that's one of the all time great name drops right there. Um, <laughs> Cole said that maybe the the ruling was that Van Riemsdyk didn't let Arvidsson out. I don't. I mean, I, but I mean, honestly, he doesn't understand it either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it was he would have to be pretty much holding his his fight strap to keep him. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, uh, Didn't make like he was, he was kind of like holding on for dear life to not fall backward. Um, but, uh, like, you know, like I said, luckily it doesn't end up being a, a, a true factor in the game other than the fact that it keeps Peter from, from getting another shutout. Yeah. But who knows? I, I was kind of, kind of spitballing with people on Twitter. It, it also could have been the moment that really sprung them to become even more dominant than they were. Because as good as the first period was, and I thought the first period was great, to me the second period was better. Now to uh, now to Peter. I mean, that's about as good as Peter's played all year. Because I think there were chances. He, he wasn't bored, although I think in the second period he was bored. But even in the first period, which was a great period for the Hurricanes, Peter had to make some really good saves uh, in the first, and then he held him in. In the third, when they, you know, had a couple of uh, power play chances against them, um, it could have been, it could have gone the other way. I mean, Nashville could have gotten back in this game, but Peter was great. I mean, speaking of the crease, I don't think he was more than a step and a half outside of it the whole game. And that's when he starts to get a little, you know, slidey and and, and wandery wandery with his goaltending is when one of two things is either going to happen. He's going to make some spectacular, ridiculous save that we talk about for three months or uh, something's going to look bad. And uh, tonight he was really, you know, they goalies love to say quiet. He seemed pretty quiet. Um, the That initial save he made with his glove where he, he caught it with his glove and it popped in the air and then he immediately grabbed it again. I said, oh, it looks like maybe, you know, obviously you want the goalie to hold it on the first try. But uh, but I thought you know well maybe he uh, maybe he's on to something here because uh, he seemed dialed in right from that moment. Yeah, was it um, what was the the breakaway with Johansson in the first period? Uh, and this is what what say that again? Cool as could be. Yeah, cool. Uh, and what what I really liked about it, and this is the difference in terms of style between Reimer and Morazic, is that 
Peter challenged and kept him. He was still big, right? James has a tendency to let the let the play come to him more, uh, and mm-hmm. that's what happened on both the the third and fourth goals by the Oilers on Sunday. Is that he was so deep in his net? There's more goal to shoot at. Uh, Peter Peter is fearless. Peter comes out and challenges, and that's what he did there because that was there were only a couple of moments in this game that made me go, "Woo, what's going on here?" Uh, and that one was an Edmondson turnover uh, that led to the breakout. And then the other one, Edmondson kind of uh, got caught flat-footed, ended up taking a penalty. Uh, but mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, there, there just wasn't anything to really go. I didn't like that, uh, including about players. I thought players, I mean, Jake Gardner played well tonight. Pesci and Slavin were uh, their usual selves. I mean, uh, I'd love to be able to see this again on Friday against the Rangers and uh, lo and behold, uh, the Hurricanes, the Islanders, and the Blue Jackets all have 72 points, and they're tied for the wild, the two wild card spots. It's uh, going to be a, a very interesting post-Julian Gauthier era. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's going to score on Friday, right? I mean, I assume. Are the Rangers bringing him up? Uh, they said they assigned him a number. Uh, I was joking on Twitter today that, you know, I had made the joke ahead of the Hurricanes mom trip that, you know, what would happen if you trade a player in the middle of the mom's trip? Do they take the jersey away from the mom and, you know, <laughs> send her <laughs> send her on her way? Right. Uh, and then the Rangers are on their mom's trip. So I'm like, oh, my God, is Julian Gauthier going to show mom going to show up and like walk up to Don Waddell's office and give him a talking to? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> Will she do it in French? Like I, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Hey, it's uh, better to have a mom's trip than a dad's trip with Julian Gauthier's dad, right? Right. Well, I, I made the joke about the, you know, him going up to see Waddell, and uh, somebody responded that uh, they're going to have to call Rick Dudley back to have a little muscle. <laughs> D- D- dad and grandpa get the whole. Yeah. G- they, they they don't have a grandpa's trip, do they? I don't know, but no. that's the Hurricanes will call in Grandpa Dudley to come in. He can, he can grab wow. some skulls, I bet. Uh, absolutely amazing. So uh, I guess uh, uh, <laughs> Mama Stahl is going to change teams. That's uh, Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, if if she's smart, she'll stick with the team that's got a shot to make the playoffs. But uh, I don't know. I guess I guess she's missing Chicago, so she'll probably, she'll probably make the flip to uh, – to, to the Rangers for the Hurricanes game. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Rangers are, well, they're not really in the race yet, but the Rangers have been playing really well. Uh, and who knows who we're going to see in goal. I know my wife wants to see Lundqvist, uh, but I don't think it's going to be him. Uh, they're He's the third best goaltender on the team right now, and that is absolutely remarkable. All right, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Corey Lavalette, North State Journal. Follow him on Twitter at Corey Lav. I thank you much, my friend. I will see you at uh, at practice on Thursday. All right, bud. And that's it. That's a wrap. Canes aren't going to play a better game than that over the course of the next even 23 games. Uh, so they have to figure out how to get as close to that as possible. Uh, but a big game against a good team, a good team playing well, coming off three straight wins over playoff teams. Uh, and now we'll see if Carolina can carry that into the game against the Rangers on Friday night at PNC Arena. For Corey Love, who I thank very much, a quick reminder, subscribe, rate it, download it, do whatever you like, just listen to it and enjoy it, especially after a feel-good 
Hurricanes 4-1 win over Nashville. The Morning After podcast says we'll see you on Friday night. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner podcast.